Your business exists to solve problems for your customers. But are you communicating that value in the specific services you offer each couple? If you're not, it's a big reason you're leaving money on the table. In this episode, you'll understand the difference between a feature and a benefit, learn how to translate your buyer's desires into services you offer, get a breakdown of why my sales process works so well, and then learn the psychology of why it creates the ultimate buying experience for your clients. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Let me take you way back to like, I don't know, kindergarten, first grade, maybe. Did you ever play the telephone game? You know, that game where the entire class sits in a line or maybe in a circle and one person comes up with something that they want to say, a phrase, you know, enough words, but not a ton. And then they whisper it in the ear of somebody else. And then that person turns to their neighbor and whispers it in their ear and so on down the line until it makes its way to the end or all the way back to the original person who came up with the phrase. And then everybody in the class gets to hear how far away from the original words it is. You see, copies don't end up resembling the original. That's just part of what makes something original. And yeah, you might get close to it the first time you copy it, or the second, or maybe even the third, But at some point, after you've gone through iteration or iteration after iteration, the derivative ends up not looking very much like the original. But more importantly, you lose the original intention of what you're trying to communicate. It's not just what is being said, but why it's being said. And this is what happens with a lot of wedding pros when they present their services to couples. A lot of you are just copying what others are doing and putting it out there for couples to consume. They say that in the land of blind men, the one-eyed man is king. I don't know when all of the different versions of packages, service options, ended up making their way into your field, but I'm guessing it was a long time ago by somebody who knew what they were doing And then over the course of time, it just got communicated, whispered in somebody's ear, passed along until it reached you. You focus your time on how your packages look or how your services are presented. Pricing guide, visual brand, names. But most wedding pros don't ever think deeply about whether or not you put together the right content for your customers in the first place. This brings me to one of my favorite stories that I tell about my daughter when she was growing up. Emily's had a lot of stories that are pretty fun to share, but this one I share with her over and over and again, because it's part of her personality. And it's something that we spend a lot of time talking about, especially when it comes to schoolwork. 
I don't know if you have a kiddo who loved the Fancy Nancy books, but boy, we love those. Like age three to six, even seven years old, they were great. And one of the Fancy Nancy books that Emily and I love going through, and the one that I still share with her again when I see it happen, is the book report one. In this story, the short version of it is Nancy gets assigned a book report from her teacher, and she has a week or two to go through and to read the book, to write the report, and then to put a cover on it. And what does she do? She starts with a cover. Because that's most interesting. That's the easiest for her to do. That's the one that she finds the most joy in. So she spends all week long making the cover to her book report. And then, the night before it's due, she realizes she hasn't actually written the book report. So she gets to school, she has to present this in front of her class, and she goes up and she reads one line. The only line that she got done in time. Now, the teacher's very nice. And allows her to go through and to spend some additional time at home writing up the book report so she can turn it in and get a better grade. This is such a valuable lesson for us to take away. Not just for my 13-year-old, but for us as business owners. We spend a lot of time thinking about how we're going to present, how we're going to showcase, how we're going to package what it is that what we do looks like, but not necessarily what's inside of it, the content. And ultimately, that's what the buyer cares about the most. Most wedding pros spend way more time thinking about what their pricing guide looks like instead of thinking about what goes in to the pricing guide. And even if it's relevant to the reader, here are some common mistakes that I see with different fields in the wedding industry when it comes to sharing your services. Planners. Boy, you love lists. I know you love checklists because you like checking them off. But remember, your clients hire you to do that for them. What I see a lot of planners do is share all of their bullet points on their checklist in a pricing guide, on your website, in a proposal. You just share everything and it ends up overwhelming the couple and nobody wants to read any of it. Photographers, A lot of photographers talk about hours of coverage, the number of photographers they have, or where their files are backed up, what kind of gear they use, if they have insurance, what kind of rights the person who buys the images has, as if that jargon meant anything to a regular couple. DJs talk about the number of songs in their playlists, or the brand of speakers, or microphones, or other equipment that they use. Floor designers break down every single arrangement or design. Stationers talk about linings and paperweight. Videographers share the number of minutes for the film or if they will share or not the raw footage. None of this means much to the couple unless you connect the features you're providing with the benefits they receive. All of those things that I listed, whether it's a planner, photographer, DJ floor designer, stationer, videographer, Those are all features. How much the paper weighs. How many photographers will be there. How many songs you have on their playlist. These are all features. But they don't mean anything to the buyer. And when I say that the original at one point was probably pretty good, I'm sure it was. The idea of listing out the information for what you feature 
in your services, that's important. But somewhere along the way, the translation got lost from whoever started this to where you are right now. And what got lost in there is why any of it matters to your clients. Yes, people need to know the features of what it is that you offer, but even more so, they need to know what they get from it and why it matters to them and what problem it solves for them or how it helps to meet an unmet desire. That's super important, but unfortunately, it's lost in the evolution of most pricing guides or sales proposals. I'm going to help you with a simple formula to turn your features into benefits so that they can create value when your buyers look at your options. Here's a simple formula. I blank, so you blank. I do this thing, so you get this benefit. So what we want to do is we want to start off with the I blanks or we blanks. And we want to write out those things. And then, and this is where you got to do a little bit of work, you got to dig into what your couples get from that service, that feature that you offer. I blank, so you blank. And it's going to be so you get this thing, you feel this thing. And ultimately, that's going to help address their unmet desire or big concern. So once we do the I blank, so you get blank, we have to dig deeper. We have to get to the bottom of what they really get or what they really feel when you deliver that thing, whatever it is. And to do that, we can use what's called a Y ladder or the five Ys. What you do is you start off with what you think is the answer and then you ask why. Why is that important? Why does that matter? And then you get to that answer and you ask it again. Okay, why is that important? Why does that matter? And then you keep doing it until you get to something way down below the surface. And that's ultimately the reason why it is that you do what you do for your clients. I'll give you an example. I provide eight hours of coverage. Okay, that's a a feature that a photographer gives. I provide eight hours of coverage. And then the so part of this is so you get 500 images. That's a good start. It's better than nothing. I provide eight hours of coverage so you get 500 images of your wedding. That's better, but it's not as good as it could be. So let's use the why ladder. Why do your clients want 500 images? They want 500 images because they want to see all the parts of the wedding day. Well, let's use that why ladder again. Why do they want to see all parts of the wedding day? Because they want to remember the entire story of that day in their life. But let's go even a little deeper. Why do they want to remember the story of the day? Because they want to share it with people who were there and show it to those who weren't, including maybe their kids in the future. And they'll look at it and watch it over and over and over again for their entire married lives. Because this was a peak experience in their life up until that point. And they want to go back and relive that experience. They want to feel those feelings again. So what are you selling as a photographer? Are you selling eight hours of coverage? Yeah. 
but you're also selling the entire story of their wedding day in images so that they can share those with loved ones, including each other for the rest of their lives. That's what you're doing. So let's talk about floral designers. Give you another example here. Maybe you include a mood board for your clients or even a prototype or a mock-up. It's amazing. So what do your clients get from that? At the bottom of it, they get certainty that the vision that they see in their mind for their wedding is being translated correctly. It's like a Rosetta Stone of a feeling or an emotion or something that they had seen somewhere else, but they don't know how to articulate it. And ultimately what you're doing is you're translating those unmet desires into something that could be real for them. That's what they're hiring you to do. That's what the mood board does. So when you mention a mood board, you have to mention more. You have to mention what it does for them, why it matters. Because your clients are playing their own version of the telephone game. This is where it comes full circle. Not only are you playing it with the proposals that you create and the way that you share your packages and your pricing, but your clients, they're passing along information that they got somewhere else too. They're likely telling you what they've heard other people tell them they should say when they talk to vendors or ask for in the services that you offer. Or maybe their own wants and desires. They see it in blogs. They see it in the thousands of marketing messages that they get hit over the head with when they get married. They hear it from their family, their moms, their dads, their brothers, their sisters, their best friends, other vendors. They're getting it from all over the place. And they're trying to figure out, what have I heard and how can I share that with my own little bit of insight and information into what's important to me with you, the wedding pro. They don't really know what any of this is for, and they don't know why. So your job during the sales process is to help them understand and articulate what they actually need. And not just what they actually need, but why they need it. I've talked before about giving them what they want, but selling them what they need. This is your job. Ultimately, you are a translator. And what you'll end up doing is designing a set of services to meet those real underlying needs. This is what we're doing in the sales process. We are taking the little bit of information. We're trying to understand what's really being said. And then we're going to guide people, the couple, to discover ultimately what it is that they want and why they want it. And when they can connect what they really need with why they need it, that's when they have that aha moment when they connect you with a solution that they really need. This is why the sales process that I teach is so effective because you're not just hitting their surface level wants, you're helping them uncover what really matters most. And this is why I recommend so strongly to anybody who's interested, either increasing your conversion rate or increasing your prices, is you've got to do that on a discovery call. You can't guide them to discover what it is that they ultimately need and why they need that through DMs or emails or messages. Once you get them on the discovery call, what you're doing is you're asking them questions based on the clues that they leave, and then you're going to reflect it back to them throughout the call. You're going to let them know, oh, through paraphrasing, this is what I hear you saying. It sounds like, this. 
It seems to me that you feel blank is important. And then you're offering them information and insight and perspective into why that's a valid feeling or a valid approach. You're letting them know, hey, you're on the right track. So you're bringing out these emotions that are buried deep down of why it's really important. And then you're translating that into services that they need. And ultimately, these are services that you offer. So you're doing this on the call. Then at the very end, you're going to let them know that you're going to send an email to recap everything. And in that email, you are going to write back to them the big takeaways so that they can truly imprint what it is ultimately that they need. Now, this is important because they need to remember that. They didn't know it before they got on the call with you. And now they know it. You got to cement it in their brain. And then when you send out a proposal that's customized to this particular couple, you're going to remind them of it in that intro to the proposal. It's going to look very similar to the email recap that you sent out. But you're doing this because you want to remind them of what they want and some of the challenges or obstacles that they're running into. Ultimately, you're going to share your perfect solutions that are tailored to their needs. This is where you list out those features. You're setting it up. Here are the things that you want, the problems that you have or the unmet desires that you have. Here's why it's important to you. And then here are my solutions that are tailored to your specific needs. That's what your features are. And then this is really important. You have to connect why it matters in a description underneath that particular package. You can't just list a feature, I blank. You got to follow it up with the so you get blank. That's really, really crucial if you want to convince more people and build value. Finally, you're giving them a reason to see the value and notice the differences between you and others in your comp set with competitive advantage statements that you place underneath the packages. So not only what do they get and why does it matter to them, but how is it different from the other services that vendors in your category are offering? When you do all of these things, when you present your packages, when you present your pricing in this customized proposal, you are going to blow the doors off any other vendor in your category who's being considered by this couple. You will have heard them, help them understand what they really need, reflected back that you get it and you accept it. And importantly, you have the perfect solutions for it. Here's why it matters. And here's how it's better than everybody else. Just putting out all those competitive advantages is going to make your proposal stand out so much more than any lame pricing guide. You all know I'm not a fan of pricing guides, especially after people inquire. It's one of the biggest reasons that you're getting ghosted. And it's another big reason why you can't charge as much as you want to. Because you aren't going through the process. Somewhere along the way, the sales process that you're doing got watered down. It's a derivative. And a lot of the important triggers that you've got to pull on to connect with those clients that you want to book at higher rates, they've been swept away. They've been forgotten. 
In my newsletter this week, I talk about why couples are making decisions on price rather than all the incredible things that you do that others don't. It's because if you're following the process laid out by most wedding pros, including many wedding pros who are in the education space, you're just phoning it in. You're putting out a pricing guide and hoping for the best, hoping it's designed better or looks prettier, like Fancy Nancy's book report. But what you're forgetting is that most couples will buy more often and pay higher prices if the content inside your services brings them more value. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 